Good evening, NFL Airwaves, the home of all your podcast needs. How can I help? Yes, we can provide you with a podcast. Any particular category that you'd like to listen to? IDP? Yep, we can certainly put you in touch with someone on that. Just spare the line two seconds and we'll put you through. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Welcome in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, Thursday, 2nd of August. Hope you're all doing very well indeed. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Great show for you today. We have an IDP preview with uh, Sam Lane, who's kindly joining us from across the pond in America, uh, Colorado. And we're going to be talking all about uh, IDP leagues. That's it, of course, your individual player leagues. Um, if you are new to that kind of concept, it's very much worth a listen. If it's not for you, then it's probably you might as well just switch off now. But do that after we get take you through some news to begin with. Starting off in the NFL, Stefan Diggs has recently signed a five-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. Uh, obviously tying him up for the next five, six years. Um, quite a lot of players now on that team that have been signed to long-term deals, so things are looking nice and rosy if you are a Minnesota Vikings fan. Stefan Diggs is someone that I am targeting in drafts, and I'm sure there are many people out there as well. Obviously, he's going at the same time as Adam Thielen. Interesting, I'd, I'd probably take Diggs every day or uh, over Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's not really for me. It could be a one-year thing. Uh, obviously, he burst on the scene last year with Case Keenum. Be interesting to see how he performs this year. I think Diggs has a slight, slight, slightly uh, less risk, even though he is uh, in more injury prone. To but I, I think he'll he'll have a good season this season. Uh, Eric Decker is trying out with the New England Patriots. Um, this is on the back of the news that Jordan Matthews, the former Eagle, the former Buffalo Bill, uh, has been released by the Patriots. Obviously, he can't stay too healthy. And that's why they've kind of tried to release him. Obviously, the Des rumours have circled. Uh, he's still rumoured to be going to the Browns. Although, as of this moment, I don't really see him going anywhere. But you never know. You never know indeed. Um, one more storyline from training camp. Doug Baldwin uh, is going to be out for a couple of weeks with sore knees, according to Pete Carroll. Um, bit worrying, that one. Obviously, I was a big Doug Baldwin fan this year. Uh, hopefully only keeps him out for a couple of weeks and he's still able to get a bit of um a bit of game time in the postseason. Uh, sorry, in the pre in the preseason in the postseason. You'd hope um he'd get postseason stuff. But yeah, no, he he's hoping to be back before the start of the regular season, obviously. So keep your eyes on that one. A couple of bits closer to home. Um, you might have noticed on our website, 410yards.com, uh, under the blog section, uh, I'm doing a couple of posts with Lee Wakefield, good friend of the show. We're going to be doing, we're just doing the previews on some divisions. At the moment, we've done the AFC East and the AFC North, uh, with the other AFC divisions to follow later on in the week. Uh, we've also put a new page up about Britball Week. So next, uh, this coming Sunday and the start of next week, I will be talking to lots of Britball coaches, lots of Britball players. Uh, all the teams that are scheduled to come on are on there. 
So if you'd like to ask any of those guys a question or if you want to just get into involved with the show, you can do that a couple of ways. First off, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at full 10 yards for those. But the second one and the one that I am quite keen to try and get to catch fire uh, for the podcast is voice bite so there's a couple of ways you can do that you can either go onto our social media click the links that are on those posts about the voice bite web recording or you can download the voice bite app and find our hashtags uh, hashtag f10y ask coach is for the Britball. But like i say if you just go on our social media click the link it takes three clicks to sign up i think you can do it with facebook uh, and what have you and you can record a short uh, 15 second voice message which we can play on the show and we will endeavour to play all the best ones on the show and put your questions to the coaches or maybe you have some mailbag questions or any draft, mock draft questions or any opinions on players that you want clarifying that I can take a look into. I'm very uh, happy to do that. Another page I'll be looking to put up in the next couple of days is trying to get, finally get some uh, couple of people just to fill up our Hexa League uh, which is essentially six leagues in one, uh, looking to raise funds for some groups uh, over over this way to help the grassroots game. And we'll also be doing something along the lines of last man standing uh, competitions, picking competitions, and also near this, when the season comes, at week, weekly we, we'll be having Adam Walford and maybe a couple others on the show to give their best bets of the week and have a running kind of a tips to competition leaderboard uh, to see who comes out on top. Uh, in the way of podcasts, like I say, next week we'll be interviewing a lot of Britball guys. It's going to be a very Britball f- themed podcast the week after. So we are talking the 13th uh, to the 19th. I'll be releasing a couple of those podcasts uh, with all those interviews. Talking about you know what goes into coaching over here, what goes, what you know, what's expected of the players, and some highlights and some low. Uh, low lights, I suppose you can call them, uh, in the Britball game uh, from the perspectives of coaches and players. Uh, also, the don't forget the GB Lions Britball team are currently out in Finland playing in the championship. So hopefully they are doing get to yeah are doing well. Uh, best of luck to them. Hope they play well and yeah, essentially you know represent our country and do our country proud, do our game proud. Um, so yeah. I think moving that, that pretty much kind of covers everything I wanted to get to before today's interview. And like I say, today's interview is all on individual uh, defensive players. So essentially, it's like the offensive side, but on the defense, you know, no prizes for guessing what that is. Um, and we'll be going through everything at a high level. So like I say, if you are new to the concept or you've never even heard of IDP before, or maybe you're looking to incorporate that into your league this year, or you're doing one for the first time, it's very much a good listen. Uh, you can get hold of Sam Lane at FF Stompy. So let's get into it. Okay, it's time to talk IDP. And by IDP, we're not talking about individual drawdown pensions. We're talking about individual defensive players for fantasy football. And I'm absolutely delighted to say that we have a guest from over the pond. Uh, his name is Sam Lane, and you can get him at FF Stompy. And Sam, um, as I welcome you in, I have to ask, what's the uh, the Stompy is quite quite prevalent in most of your your handles or your emails. What's uh, what's the Stompy behind? All right, so that's a, it's a kind of a funny story. That's my uh, college nickname, um, and it's a nerdy story, to be, to be honest. I, uh, I'm, I'm a chemical engineer by trade, so I went to a chemical en- or an engineering school, a, a STEM school, a tech school, and 
Um, we all play video games there. Um, and honestly, the, the, or my first, I think it was within the first week I met one of my friends, um, playing Halo in some random room. Well, we didn't know each other's name at the time. <laughs> um, and I was just playing as a generic name and it happened to be Stompy on Halo. Um, and then once we became friends, we learned that both of our names are Sam. Well, he knew me as Stompy because of that that day that we were playing halo together so from then on i was just called stompy and that's kind of my nickname with um all of my college friends and i just kind of leaned into it yeah. and used it for basically everything so <laughs> very good very good yeah i, I see on your uh, on your twitter profile that you're uh, an engineer slash uh, scientist trying to save the world how's the how's that going are you saving the world pretty good um so i started out uh, in biofuels and ethanol and isobutanol and stuff. Um, and now I'm working in more of the bioagricultural side of things. So that's growing um, natural occurring bacteria to try and help plants uh, grow larger, have higher yields and stuff like that. And, mm. and we're starting to make products and stuff. So yeah, it's going really well. Yeah, very nice. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of this podcast, our listeners will have a, a better yield or, or a growing knowledge of the IDP sphere i suppose but before we get to that sam do you just want to talk about your background in the nfl obviously you write for a couple of a couple of guys f uh, f free pod and uh at idp guys do you just want to give us a background into you know your your kind of fantasy football or your nfl uh, kind of background sure sure so i grew up in colorado um i'm a denver so that makes me a denver broncos fan yep. um been a broncos fan since i can remember um I started playing fantasy football 15-ish years ago with my dad. Uh, and actually, that's also the first exposure I got to IDP. So basically, I've been p playing uh, IDP fantasy football my entire, I guess, fantasy football career. Mm. Um, last, I, this, I think it was three years ago, uh, I started looking at Dynasty and, and playing Dynasty fantasy football. Um, and then that uh, has been kind of growing ever since. But that, that fantasy football, you really need to understand the intricacies of, intricacies of football and look yeah. at more in depth and do a lot more research than, say, redraft. So um, I started doing a lot more research, got a lot more interested in fantasy football and, and joined Twitter to kind of get a grasp on trades and stuff, started following some guys. And then uh, F3Pod, the fantasy football franchise, put out a, a call for writers, and I was interested in it and I said well, well let's take a shot and yeah. that was probably five six months ago that I started writing um, and then one of the guys that was helping with that site actually started his own website um, at IDP guys um, and they needed some people and I, like I said I've been playing IDP for a long time so I have a pretty good base knowledge for IDP and yeah so I'm, I've been writing for those two websites for a few months now and it's been going really well. Mm. Yeah, nice. And so, so it's obviously a bit different over this side of the pond. What, what's it like, um, you know, kind of podcast-wise and website-wise for, for, for fantasy or IDP, NFL? Is it, is it quite a saturated market or is, it, you know, is there still quite a lot of room to grow? Um, it's fairly saturated. Uh, you got a lot of good podcasts out there, but, yeah. and, and a lot of different opinions, but mm. there's just, there's so many podcasts. I mean, I listen to 1314 by myself yeah. and that's probably not even a, it's probably a quarter of what's out there. You yeah. got people starting new podcasts every day. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, it's fairly saturated, but there's a lot of good knowledge over here, a lot of good people working. And I'm sure you know, you follow you follow a lot of guys on Twitter, but there's yeah. it's definitely not a niche market by any means these days. No, I mean, predominantly all, all the podcasts I listen to are all um, American ones. Um, it ranges everything from kind of the CBS one to more of the, I suppose, the more well-marketed uh, podcasts. But I listen to a, a few niche ones as well. Um, is, are there any podcasts that you'd want to give the listeners to, to recommend? So I, I should start out uh, with the two that I, I write for. Uh, yeah. F3Pod, the Fantasy Football Franchise, is a good podcast. Um, IDP Guys is one of the really only uh, IDP podcasts out there, and they're very, very good and, and give a lot of knowledge and have a lot of good guests out there. Hmm. Um, I listen to the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast, uh, Trade Addicts Pod, um, the PFF podcast, yep. uh, Dynasty Trades HQ, uh, Superflex, uh, Super Show. Uh, I could I keep going. Um, <laughs> the Roto Underworld with Matt Kelly. It, it, it's just it's continuously growing and mm. stuff like that. Uh, Top Shelf DFF. I, I was just actually on their pod a couple weeks ago. Uh, so there's a lot of good podcasts out there. Um, yeah, I, and, and that's not even I think that. That's like half the list of my podcast. So, <laughs> so that's a good handful that you could listen to um, and get started with and then grow from there. Cool. Okay. So let's let, let's talk a bit about, uh, about IDP then. So do you just want to give the listeners maybe a, a quick overview for people that may be new to fantasy or don't really know the defensive side of the ball? Because, you know, quite a lot of redraft leagues and dynasties, it's just defense and special teams. But it really does open up on the defensive sides uh, when, you know, when you get to pick linemen, linebackers and, you know, your corners just want to give kind of a high level view of what IDP is, why you should play it um, and, and kind of try and draw them in. Sure. So obviously IDP stands for individual defensive players. So it's a, it's a lot different than just picking a defense. Mm. Um, you actually have to find guys that are going to give you fantasy points. Um, and usually that means like some players on bad teams. So yeah, it's kind of opposite of how you would normally play it where a good defense um, you want to pick like overall, but a, a bad defense with good players, you, you some of those players you want to pick yeah. um, really with IDP is tackles. Most um, settings uh, lean towards tackle heavy leagues. Um, so that's like inside linebackers who are getting a hundred plus tackles a season. Those are generally your higher scoring guys. Right. Um, and, and really the settings for a league can, can be, can vary widely. Um, a lot of uh, general IDP leagues will just uh, break it down into linebackers, defensive line, and defensive backs. So um, that means like for defensive backs, you don't really want to pick corners because those guys aren't going to really rack up the, the points for you. But say like safeties, there's a lot of good safeties out there that are involved in both the pass and the run. We'll give you 80 plus, 90 plus, even 100 plus tackles, but also passes defended and interceptions D line. You're going to look more towards those edge rushers um, that are going to get the sacks um, and, and those tackles guys like Khalil Mack that will get you 70 plus tackles and 10 plus sacks. Mm. Um, but then you can go a lot more in depth. And when you break it down into each individual position, that's where you start to really your knowledge. So you have to understand um, what an inside or, or let's say a three, four defensive end does versus a four, three defensive end. what an outside linebacker does in a three, four versus an outside linebacker in a four, three defense. So the one thing that I really like about IDP that I've noticed um, as I've been writing is that you start to understand the game of football. More. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You understand what each individual position does. Um, 
So I think it's enjoyable from that aspect where you not only get to play fantasy football, but you start to understand the entire game of football, just not the offensive side. And everything becomes uh, interesting to you. So when your team's on defense, you're like, oh, well, you're paying attention to what is that safety doing? Okay, they, they must be in the nickel because that safety's in the box a lot yeah. um, and stuff like that. So understanding the, the kind of defenses that um, – that your team's in, the base packages, the sub-packages, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think because over here, obviously, it's predominantly, you know, redraft leagues and dynasty leagues, and it, like I say, we, we're picking a lot of defence slash special teams, and I think I think there's quite a lot of, you know, disregard for defences, you know, it's just about looking at how many points they concede, uh, or how many fumbles they force, or how many interceptions they get, but I, I totally agree with you in a sense that, if you actually pick those players, it, you know, you're kind of trying to pick out stars from the defensive players. So you're actually invested in what happens on the defensive side of the ball. I know it's a, an offensive and a pass, you know, kind of happy league. But if you if you want to further your knowledge of the game and you want to get more involved in what kind of happens on the other side of the ball and appreciate some of the plays that the defensive players make, I suppose IDP is a, a good way to kind of start that adventure. Oh, yeah. And, and and the thing is, like, you're interested. I mean, uh, granted, if you're watching football, you're generally more you're interested in in the game. But you get interested in both sides of the ball and the entire be- game becomes entertaining. And, and like I said, under for me, it, part of the entertainment is understanding what's going on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so so if you started a new league tomorrow, would would IDP certainly be a, a part of that or is, is that your favorite type of league? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Actually, uh, IDP guys um, is starting a IDP only league for the writers. Uh, I think we might be starting the draft today, yeah. and those are kind of picking up too. So, um, I've like I said, I've I've been involved. So my current read home league, my redraft league, oh, we only have one IDP um, guy, and then my one of my um, dynasty leagues, we have we have to start five IDPs, and then like I said, we'll we'll start doing some or uh, for the IDP guys, we'll be doing this IDP only league. So, yeah, yeah, I I find that a lot more entertaining uh, if you, and and it's a lot, I think it's a lot more, I guess, difficult. And and you have to think a lot more when you start throwing IDPs into, into a league where you have offensive players as Mm. well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, certainly I I hadn't really come around to the fact that you could have IDP only kind of leagues. I suppose that blows my mind a little bit. And I suppose that, 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 that would be kind of the smaller niche market of, uh, fantasy football players but that's yeah. that segues us quite nicely into kind of strategies then so obviously you said there about you know racking up getting players on bad teams that make a lot of tackles so one that immediately springs to mind is like Sean Lee obviously when he's on the field um, but have you got maybe any other tips about you know when it comes to drafting obviously because the whole player pool is kind of together uh, is there maybe a couple of tips we can give the guys uh, to if they do an IDP league on you know trying to live by those rules sure so um, I've been working on a series for IDP Kai is called uh, the unsung heroes of IDP. So it's looking at uh, right now it's, it's really just three different players, but it's looking at players at each position that aren't the big names. So they're not JJ Watt. They're not Von Miller. They're not Khalil Mack, etc. Yeah. but they're guys that are continuously productive are consistently productive or they're on the verge of a breakout. So, um, I guess, uh, so that gives it kind of a segue into some of my tips. So one of the big things for me that I see a lot of guys in IDP leagues or that have IDPs in their league is they go for those big names. And sure, 
that's fine on certain positions. So mm-hmm. say like inside linebacker, like CJ Mosley, uh, you mentioned Sean Lee, Luke Keekley, guys like that, they're going to be productive because they are inside linebackers and they're going to get those tackles. Yep. But say for instance, like Von Miller, Von Miller is an outside linebacker, but a lot of IDPs lump all linebackers together. So while Von Miller gets those sexy plays like sacks and, and uh, strip sacks and fumbles, he doesn't get near the tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's actually relatively productive, but he only, he gets 60 to 70 tackles a season. Well, when you're in a, a tackle heavy league, those guys that are getting a hundred plus tackles are going to outproduce guys like Von Miller um, by a lot. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to what, first off what the position of the, the these elite guys you consider are or those well-known names and then see if they're going and look back at their histories and see if they're actually going to be productive over some other guys in those positions okay. um uh, uh the next is look at the depth at each position um and that's why i'm doing that unsung uh unsung hero series is because uh things like or, or positions like linebacker you're, are a lot deeper than you think. So yes, you can get Dion Jones, you can get CJ Mosley, you can get Sean Lee, Luke Keekley. Those guys are going to be elite, but there are a lot of inside linebackers that produce a hundred plus tackle seasons. Um, for instance, uh, Kiko Alonso, he's not rated as highly as some of those guys, but the last two seasons, he's had 115 tackles each season. Now that's not going to be um, what those other guys can do, what those elite linebackers can do but they're still he's still going to get you a lot of points Mm. so look at the the depth at those positions so things or or positions like defensive end defensive ends don't have near tackles so when you find a guy like khalil mack who's now moved over to defensive end who gets you 10 plus sacks and 70 plus tackles over another guy who will get you 10 plus sacks but 40 plus tackles well you're going to see a lot higher um fantasy points from Khalil Mack. So you want to grab the elite guys at shallower positions like defensive end or like safety. Mm. Um, So, yeah. And so that's what I like to do is when, when I'm drafting, I like to go find the elite guys at shallower positions. So usually I will start out with picking like Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Cameron Jordan at defensive end, because I know those guys are kind of the elite tier for defensive ends and then wait on linebacker until later, because Mm. I know I can get a hundred plus tackle guys. Mm. Um, And then uh, uh, if you get into it a little bit deeper, like say you do have it broken down into defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, safety, cornerback. Um, Cornerback is basically opposite of what you would normally think. So elite guys like Patrick Peterson or Jalen Ramsey or Darius Slay, those guys aren't actually going to be good for IDP because they get targeted less. They're considered elite. They're they're. Mm -hmm. Uh, lockdown corner, so they're not going to be thrown at by quarterbacks. You want the guys that are good that are opposite of those elite guys. So right now I'm working on an article that you're looking at. I, I'm looking at like Bradley Roby, who, who's now going to be across from Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. has been one of the top end quarterbacks for the last five years or so. Um, Jalen Ramsey has turned into a lockdown cornerback who um, you who quarterbacks want to qu- quarterbacks want to avoid. But yeah. then you have AJ Bouye across from him and he 
I mean, he's as, he's good in his own right, but he's going to get thrown at a lot more than Jalen Ramsey. Um, Marcus Peters across from Akib Tlaib. So when you're looking at like cornerbacks, look at guys that um, are across that are good, but they're across from elite guys that are going to get thrown at a lot more and therefore rack up more points. Um, So those are kind of my three biggest. um, Well, and I I guess I have one more. I I, I lied. I have one more. (laughs) So you also have to pay attention to situation. Um, For instance, Blake Martinez was a uh, top in tackle or top in linebacker last year for the green Bay. Um, but he also had, um, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. I just forgot who who he had as quarterback, but (laughs) point is he's got Aaron offense is going to be a lot better. Um, so they're going to probably have the ball more often. The defense won't be on the field. Um, so you have to kind of pay attention to situation like that. Mm. Um, okay. Look at like Cleveland. Some of the Cleveland and the Cleveland linebackers were top end um, linebackers last year. Got a lot of tackles, but they got a lot better on offense. Okay. Um, And then the other thing is, pay attention to time of possession. um, So like the Philadelphia Eagles, who were who played very quickly under Chip Kelly, they had a lot of guys who were putting up a lot of good um, IDP points just because they were on the field a lot more. So it's kind of a I, it's not necessarily a bad offense thing. It's a time of possession thing. So yes, mm-hmm. bad offenses play into it, yep. but also pace of play pays into it. So pay mm-hmm. attention to situations like that. Okay. Just a, one, one question I have, Sam. It's, it's probably a bit of a rookie question. So say you've got a defensive end, say Von Miller or Khalil Mack or the like. So say they get a sack or a strip fumble or that kind of stuff. Does, is that just counted as a sack or does that count as a kind of a tackle as well? It's a tackle, sack, force, fumble. So, so it's, that's all, like, it's all tick all the boxes. I, and it really depends on your, yeah, it depends on your, your league um, scoring, but that could end up being like, let's say it's two two points for a sack, a point for a, a tackle, and then two points for a force fumble. That's a five-point play right there. Nice. So, yeah, like like I said, it, it really depends on your league settings, but, I mean, how often do those happen, mm. really, if you think no, about yeah. it? So. No, I'll, I was just wondering, obviously, because obviously you, you – Guys at the defensive end, that's primarily their main job to, to obviously get behind. I was, just, I was just wondering whether or not the, the sack points were maybe incorporating the, the tackle point as well, but um, just to kind of maybe yeah, just even usually, it out. Usually it's, it's, there's an incorporation of sacks and it counts as a, a tackle as well. Okay, cool. All right, so then so one, one kind of area that kind of leaves us to kind of explore is when, when you're drafting these players, and what, what kind of, obviously the drafts are going to be a lot deeper, you know, you're looking at maybe 20, 25 rounds uh, worth of drafting. Where, where do they kind of slot in? Is there, is there positions that are maybe more value? Obviously, you said the ones where that are more shallow, I guess, will be higher up. Um, but is there any kind of state of play when it comes to drafting IDP with, with all the offensive guys? Um, we actually uh, had we just released an article by uh, Brian DFF, so give him a follow. But um, he's been doing he's he's really new to IDP, so he's been kind of doing a, a beginner series. So that's something that yeah. you uh, whomever wants to look into IDP should follow because yeah. he's all he's he's writing as he's learning. So, mm. but we just released one where we did a mock with. Um, all of our writer, a mock draft with all of our writers that was uh, including offensive players. Um, so for me, I wait until I have, I feel good about like my, my starting lineup. So um, it, and it, like I said, everything really depends on your league settings. But um, 
when I had, I think it was two or three running backs, two or three wide receivers, a couple quarterbacks, and this was a super flex league at the time. So um, when you have your starting lineup, I think is when you start to look at um, defensive players. But you also have to remember that some of those defensive players can actually outscore those offensive Mm -hmm. players. Um, So it really depends on how you feel about what's on the board. Mm. But usually, yeah. I mean, my, my strategy is to go in and be like, okay, when I get a starting lineup, I'll start looking at those defensive players. But okay. if I don't like those players that I'm seeing, then I'll start picking defensive players. Okay. So that's kind of the general strategy strategy I use. And I think the general strategy that most of us will recommend. Okay, cool. And is there is there a position on, on IDP that always gets drafted before the, before the rest, I suppose? Is it the linemen or the linebackers that go before maybe the corners or the backs? Um, I would say linebackers generally go earlier um, just because those guys are going to be the highest scoring. Okay. And that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like I said, I don't usually use that unless like I don't like what's left on the board. So, um, but usually I use, I'll go defensive end first just because those guys go really quickly and then you kind of get into a sparse you get very sparse in that uh, position, um, and then you can start looking at linebackers. So I'll usually go defensive end safety first, and then I'll go linebackers. But it, it but it depends who the player is. So like we have a guy who we're in a mock right now who went four linebackers um, straight. So um, yeah, it it depends on what you like and and how you value certain positions. Okay. And I suppose with, with IDP leagues, do you have other benches, I suppose, quite bigger because obviously you can get injuries on the, on the defense as well. What's, what's kind of the injury, um, the injuries like for, for IDP leagues, obviously in, in redraft leagues or dynasties on, on offense, you can pick up a wide receiver running back quite freely and quite quickly and kind of know what, kind of know where, where you are with that. What was it like on the defensive side? Is it any different at all or how, how, what what are injuries like on defense? Um, not really. I, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same situation. You, you kind of get a plug and play. Um, uh, so you like the guy, if you guy get a guy injured, like say inside linebacker, you'll probably pick up the guy that's going to be replacing him just because okay. yeah, talent, talent's a big thing, but situations also, also very important. And when they have like a situation where they could pick up linebacker or pick up tackles, you're going to want to pick up linebackers. Now with like cornerbacks, that's a little bit different because you could really just stream cornerbacks if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, defensive line, I think, is a little bit different as well, just because talent is a huge thing on defensive line. So, yeah. um, but I, th- I think it just it's really dependent on the the position um, and then what the given situation is for a team. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, last last kind of thing on on IDP. Then, have you got any maybe some sleepers or some guys that kind of gone uh, under the radar for this season that they that you should be looking at drafting? Yeah. So, um, I, I'll, I guess I'll go. I'll just take one from each one of my okay. articles. So, um, Avery Williamson at line, inside linebacker. He's kind of being slept on. Um, he he's the inside linebacker now for the Jets. He played for the Titans for four years, went to the Jets. He's replacing a guy who had 135 tackles last season. Um, so 
look for him to get, I would say, 120 plus fairly easily because the Jets' offense just isn't good, and he's and he's entering a situation where he can get a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, for defensive end, Carlos Dunlap, he's kind of the second tier uh, below, like guys like Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, um, Cam Jordan. Uh, he's had consistently nine plus sacks every season. Um, he's had consistently 50 plus tackles every season. So he's definitely a defensive end that will give you at least decent production. He won't be elite production, but he'll give you decent production. Um, defensive tackle. Uh, I think it's Akeem Hicks, uh, for the Chicago bears. Um, okay. Well, actually, no, sorry. He's a defensive end. I, I apologize. For that. That, that's wrong. Um, uh, Jarrell Casey for Tennessee Titans. Um, one of the big things for defensive tackles or what, to make them good is they get pressure up the middle on passing downs. So um, Jarrell Casey's been getting eight-plus sacks at defensive tackle, which is fairly, I mean, very good. So really you think of defensive tackles as guys that stop the run, but when they can get pressure up in the middle, guys like Malik Jackson, guys like Jarrell Casey, um, and get sacks, that's very good for that. So look at Jarrell Casey, even Malik Jackson as well to help you get sacks and even and, and tackles as well. Mm. Um, safety, I really like, and this is a little bit of a homer pick, I really <laughs> like uh, Justin Simmons uh, for the, the Broncos. Um, okay. He's he got I think 68 or 64 tackles something like that in 13 games last year, and if you project it out to his entire season, he would have gotten 80 plus tackles, which is very good at free safety. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between free safety and strong safety. You have to look at two strong safety is going to be play more in the box uh, during sub packages, and he's going to help stop the run. Whereas free safety is more of the over the top um, uh, pass. Uh, pass defender. So, um, but so when you get a guy that can give you 80, 90 plus uh, tackles at free safety, plus you get the opportunity for more interceptions, um, he's going to be a good safety for you. So I think Justin Simmons is a very good uh, late round safety that could take a step into that high end tier two, low end tier one Mm -hmm. type of safety and get you those tackles and and interceptions. And then the one I'm working on right now um, is cornerback that will be out probably in a couple weeks. Um, I really like uh, Adoree Jackson. He did really well last year as a rookie for the Tennessee Titans, and now he has Malcolm Butler across from him. Mm. Um, Malcolm Butler is fr- – even – he's more in the news right now because uh, Bill Belichick held him out of the Super Bowl last yeah. year, but he's a very good cornerback. Um, and so I think a lot of teams will be looking to pick on the second-year uh, player over Malcolm Butler – um, and he and Adore Jackson made a lot of plays last year. He had yeah. 70 plus. I, I think he had 70 tackles and maybe eight interceptions or something like that. Uh, but he he should make plays again now that he has Malcolm Butler and he's going to see more targets. So those mm-hmm. are five guys that I'd be looking at um, for late round uh, IDP guys that are, I think, sleepers this mm-hmm. year. Very nice. Yeah, very good. And what, just one quick question, Sam, on, on kind of, do you get any points for, or can you have leagues where you get points for like uh, defending passes or batting, batting the ball down, like at the line of scrimmage, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so usually if you're getting really into serious IDP, you will. Um, when you add like, a, like my um, 
redraft league that has the one IDP. We only really do tackles, sacks, uh, interceptions, fumbles, stuff, okay. stuff like that. But when you get into actual serious IDP, they will do basically every play you can make mm-hmm. on defense. Um, some will do even like tackles for loss as well. So, uh, yeah, so definitely passes defense is, is defended as a, a uh, stat that would be uh, used in, in IDP leagues. All right. So, so that's more of your ID, IDP porn leagues, if you like. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So let's let's move on to obviously you mentioned there obviously you're a Denver fan. What's um how how do you think the Broncos will, will get on this season? I, I got to try and take out my bias here. <laughs> um, they got better on offense. They they got a better quarterback. Their quarterback situation has been bad for the last three years, really. Oh, and that's with Peyton Manning when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So they got better at quarterback. Now we have to ask the question: Is Keenum? last year's Keenum or is he the rest of his, of, of the, of his career Keenum. So I, I, I tend to look at it like, he, uh, like he, he can be the player he was last year. He, he moved to a similar situation that he had in, in Minnesota where he has two really good wide receivers. Um, he's got a team that's built around the run game with a good defense. So I think they're a dark horse to win the AFC West. I don't like the Raiders uh, this year. Uh, Kansas City's defense, I think, is too bad to ha- put them in contention. As much as I know Patrick Mahomes' that defense, I think that defense is terrible. Yeah. Um, the Chargers this year, I think, are a dark horse to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, now, if Keenum shows up like he did last year, and if that defense is similar to what they were in like 2015, 2016, I also think they're a dark horse to win the AFC West. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said the Chargers, but the uh, the, the injury to Jason Verrett uh, the other day wasn't was was not welcome news. I, I've got them uh, each way uh, anti post bet. I've, I've already put down. But yeah, no, I've, I certainly got Denver challenging for the division. Obviously, we haven't even mentioned Bradley Chubb. Potentially one of the steals of the draft on the opposite side of uh, Von Miller, yeah. but I certainly, I certainly think Case Keenum comes into a situation which won't kind of, it won't uh, f- kind of phase him. It's you know it's going to be run first, but just on the on the on the on the running back situation, what, how do you see that running back situation kind of playing out? Do you see Royce Freeman as the kind of the three down back, or is it a, a Devonte Booker or or a bit of a committee? Well, I I, I think it'll be a committee. I think it, I. I Really, if you're going to – I would avoid Denver Broncos running backs until late in terms of, of fantasy. Okay. Um, I think Royce Freeman will be a very good two-down back. Booker has shown that he's a very good wide receiver. Yeah. Or I guess not wide receiver, but a receiving back. So yeah. I think there's going to be a committee there. So I think Booker still gets 100-plus carries. I think he gets probably 50-plus targets. And then uh, Freeman I could see getting 200-plus carries. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then in terms of the defense, um, I, yeah, I'd forgotten. They, I think they got better. I mean, they weren't great against the pass last year, but I think that had a lot more to do with linebackers than anything. Um, so I think they got a good – they got Bradley Chubb, which probably is the best all-around um, edge rusher in the draft um, to opposite Von Miller. So think um, Von Miller and, and, and Ware in their um, Super Bowl run. So I, I think you're getting close to what that was. And then you – and I think an underrated move was getting Sua Cravens um, at safety. They traded for Sua Cravens. And they were missing 
um, a guy in the middle who could cover linebacker or sorry, that could cover tight ends and running backs out of, out of that, uh, the middle. So I think, and they, and the Broncos play a lot from nickel defense. So that I think they'll bring in Sue Cravens to help not only uh, stop the run, but that'll help cover those linebackers and running backs that they've had so much trouble with. So yeah, that defense definitely got better as well. So I think they got better on both sides of the ball. And I, I'm fairly optimistic this year, but I'm really afraid of the chargers. But like you said, losing Verrett and then they also lost Henry um, earlier. That's going to really hurt the chargers this season, I think. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, you know, are there any other teams that you, you like to watch? Maybe is, if you do you have an NFC side, uh, you know, what, what, any more kind of predictions, any other dark horses that you like? Well, I don't I guess I don't really follow any teams, but I follow the NFL in general. So okay. the NFC right now is loaded. loaded yeah. Um they have they have the Vikings who who somehow got better with cousins, uh, adding cousins. They have the you have the Saints who are I mean, even with the loss of Ingram, you still have Kamara who was who I love Kamara um, and, and they have a window right now with breeze um, that they're going for it. But you also have the, uh, the, sorry, the Rams, the LA Rams who got better this offseason. They, they loaded up on defense. Um, they got cooks who I think will be better than Watkins. And then you have a third year um, quarterback in Goff who I think will get better. So they're another, uh, I think, That'd be weird if you could get an L.A. L.A. Super Bowl. Um, but it um, – so, yeah, I think there's at least – and then you also have the Eagles. You can't ever count out the Eagles. So mm. you really, I think, have four legitimate contenders for the Super Bowl on the NFC side. Mm. And then, like, the AFC, uh, you have, um, like I said, the Chargers. But then you have Pittsburgh, whose offense is still great. You have um, obviously the Patriots. I can't stand the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. Yeah, everyone hates them. Um, and then Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I, I don't know if they can do what they did last year just because those wide receivers. I don't trust any of their wide receivers. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I really think the favorites this year are going to has to be a team from the NFC because looking at those rosters, those four teams on the NFC side are loaded. Mm. Yeah, what what the Rams did on on defense over the on the in free agency, I mean, you couldn't fit any more stars in. Um, you know, there's there's so many constellations there. You know, this, the stargazers would be would be um, <laughs> hiding hiding underneath the the, the pillow. But um, right, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. are there any are there any teams that you think are are going to get worse? I mean, obviously Seattle without the Legion of Boom, uh, you know, all the pieces of their falling apart. Is there any any comments maybe you got on Seattle or any other maybe any other teams that? Uh, not as good as maybe what they look like on paper. Well, so Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, yeah. um, from last year, they, I, they're their defense is terrible. And as much as I love Mahomes, and and I have a a hot take that I think Mahomes will be a uh, top five QB this year. Ooh, as much take. as I love Mahomes, yeah, uh, he <laughs> um, he's still a rookie, so he could very well just go down in flames. Mm-hmm. But I really do not like Kansas City this year. Um, Dallas, I think, is not going to be great. No, you they don't really have. Yeah, I, I just they don't have much of a receiving core. Nice. I think Zeke's going to be a monster, but yeah. I, I don't know what that defense looks like. Nice. And then I don't know what that passing game looks like. 
I just yeah. and and then you're facing the Eagles and the Giants got better and the Red. We'll see what the Redskins are, but they should be better this year. So it's I, I just don't like Dallas this year either. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the teams I'm I'm really kind of and and I I'm sorry about the Cowboys, but I'm really kind of fading them this year. That's <laughs> right. So I, I get I, I get used to it. I mean, everyone everyone comes here and and puts me down anyway. But um, it's all part of being a Dallas Cowboys fan, <laughs> uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm partly on the boat anyway because I have I have no faith in the uh, in the coaching staff there. But just on on defense, I think they're yeah. quite it's quite a young group. Leighton Van Der Esch, I think, is going to be a star, and I think he'll certainly help fill maybe not in year one, but he'll help fill, fill the void of Sean Lee. Um, if when he when he goes down, which is uh, inevitable, but you know there's a couple of guys there on the back end again. They're, they're first and second and third year kind of guys, so it's going to take a little while for them to kind of come around. Jalen Smith should hopefully step forward a little bit, um, but you know Dallas, it's never been about Dallas's defense uh, ever since that I've been a fan anyway, and it's just going to be you know controlling controlling the clock and keeping Zeke and the offense on the field. Right, and, and you guys have guys like Randy Gregory, who's a question mark. That guy can be a monster, but yeah. is he going to be on the field? Yeah. Uh, Taco Charlton, can he take a step forward? Yeah. What are we doing with um, the defensive? Oh, my God, I just lost the defensive end's name. Um, Demarcus, um, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. So, I mean, you got to fi- uh, figure out what you're doing there. He's playing under the tag this year. Is he going to yeah. be here next? Be there next year? So, um, I, I think that defense can be good mm. if – a couple players step up, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think it would come down to you know back in 2016 when you know it was just run the ball and, and control the clock, uh, keeping the defense right. fresh because it then kind of covered over the cracks of you know their lack of I, w- I would say talent, but obviously they're not elite level players at defense. But you know if they're fresh getting into the third and fourth quarter, it's going to make them look a lot better than they actually are. But it, I, th- I think it'll have to be returning to the 2016 form for for Dallas to to have any success. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit worried, but. I, uh, Again, it's it's a bit of a Homer bias type thing, uh, but I'm uh, quietly confident. I'll, I'll let I'll yeah, let yeah. everyone I'll let everyone beat them down. <laughs> Sounds good. To you. Okay, Sam. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. And I really appreciate you talking uh, IDP there. And so, if you want to get in touch with Sam at all, uh, it's uh, at FF Stompy, and he is part of the f 3 Pods uh, Fantasy Football Franchise and the IDP guys as well. Sam, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. And you take care of yourself, and we'll be uh, we'll no doubt be in touch soon. Hey. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. We'll talk soon. Cool. Take care. Same name there. Thank him. Thanking him so much for joining us on today's podcast. If you want to get in touch with him at FF Stompy on Twitter, uh, the FFF, uh, the FFFranchise.com is what he writes on and he also appears on at F3Pod uh, for the Fantasy Football Franchise and IDP Guys, which is simply at IDP Guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. It's a bit different. Um, I say coming uh, next weekend uh, and the week after is going to be Britball, more, more Britball focused, but then when we have done that, we will probably look to doing a bit more fantasy stuff so a bit more QB rankings wide receiver uh, running back rankings drafts kind of see it's going to be draft season so we'll probably focus a bit more on that whilst flittering in a bit more you know divisional previews with with guys um and all of those you know it, you know it's football season is nearly upon us folks it's uh, exciting stuff I think the uh, Hall of Fame games this week actually Chicago is it Chicago Baltimore I think uh, off the top of my head but then after that next week is uh, is week one of the preseason so Exciting times ahead. Uh, Game Pass has been renewed. Uh, all is good with the world. Um, not really much to say, to say at the end of uh, 
this podcast, fortunately for you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you will join us again next week and keep your eyes peeled on social media. Lots of good things going on. So when we get to 500 followers, I'm uh, going to give away a jersey. Uh, the likelihood is that we'll give away a signed jersey. So make sure you are following us on social media. If not, please do so at Full 10 Yards. If you know anyone that would like the podcast, please share. Hopefully you're all enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, please let me know. I'll endeavour to make it better. Uh, That is going to do it for this week's shows. Uh, Hope to have you again next week. And thanks so much for joining us. Take care. And the great words of Kevin Cadle. Bye-bye for now. For listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast, follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.